0: In today's papers, there's more news about a congressional hearing looking into the dangers of masturbation. Yes, you heard that right. Although it is a committee that amazingly is called the Senate Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Property Rights. It actually seems to be a committee uh, run by Senator Sam Brownback that gets into the details of why masturbation is so bad for you. Mr. Brownback has this to say. He says, I think that most Americans agree and know that pornography is bad. I find it fascinating that he thinks that. I mean, he has nothing to back that up. Absolutely zero. I think that's what it means is that his family or his church or his, his five friends all agree that, and know that pornography is bad. But he's sheltered, okay? Senator Brownback is sheltered. He goes on to say, They know that pornography involves exploitive images of men and women and that it is morally repugnant and offensive. This is how he kicked off a hearing of the Senate Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Property Rights. Again, I don't know how these subcommittees get matched up to these topics. It remains an enigma to me. He says, what most Americans don't know is how harmful pornography is to its users and its families. With those words, and at this point I'm quoting to you from an article by Michael Scherer in Salon.com, Senator Brownback kicked off a 90-minute discussion of hardcore sex scene, self-gratification, and its negative impacts. This is not just a simple, benign form of expression, but rather a potentially addictive substance, explained one of the subcommittee's panelists, a woman named Jill Manning, a sociologist from... Wait for it, Brigham Young University. (laughs) She says people watch a movie, they read a book, they listen to music, but they masturbate to pornography got it, masturbate pornography, in that difference you have a different stimulation to the brain. She went on to explain that the experience of masturbation activates about 14 neurotransmitters and hormones causing a quick chain reaction of brain activity. You know what it's called, honey? An orgasm. Yeah, it's amazing the kind of things that happen when you have orgasms. It's... It's more intense than listening to the radio. It really is. (laughs) Um, Dr. Manning continues, there are some experts that have argued that masturbation in and of itself overrides informed consent when encountering this material, apparently suggesting that an adult's own sexual self-stimulation can lead to a loss of judgment. Pornography, she goes on, has been shown to increase the risk of divorce decrease marital intimacy, and cause misunderstandings about the prevalence of less common sex practices like group sex, bestiality, and sadomasochistic activity. I guess that means that you think that if you watch porn, you're going to think that everyone's doing bestiality. I, I don't know about that, but this is, again, she's sheltered. What can we say? The sociologist and the senator who didn't get out much. Manning concluded by saying, men are not the only victims. Women, she said, make up to 30% of the audience for online pornography. Now, that's a new twist. All the bad girls who are looking at online pornography. Another panelist named Pamela Paul, who recently wrote a book about the role of explicit sexual material in American culture. Yes, she's the author of Pornified, a book which I loathe, said that the problems caused by porn can strike at the heart Of a marriage. (laughs) She spoke of a fateful decision faced by married men every day after work. They must choose between masturbating at a computer and finding sexual satisfaction with their wives. That blows my mind. That blows my mind because when she sets up that argument she's implying that anyone would rather masturbate at their computer than have sex with someone they're very close to and love. I mean, it's amazing to me. She's pitching the porn line. She's saying, hey, this stuff online is so good. You're never going to want to touch, you know, real flesh ever again. That makes me so mad. Oh, well... She gives this as an example. She says, if they, the husbands, go to their wives, well, just practically speaking, they have to make sure they have done all of the chores around the house that they were supposed to do. They need to have a half-hour conversation about what they did that day, said Paul. This courtship could take up to an hour and a half. By contrast, she said, it only takes five minutes to go online. Again, the sexism and the kind of insulting nuances of how these people talk just blows my mind. They're saying that a woman has to never gets horny on her own. She never just wakes up and crawls on top of her husband and says, I'm going to fuck you. And I, I don't give a shit whether you've done any chores or not. I'm horny. She believes that women do not have a natural sexual interest. Of course, those 30% of those chicks who are going online and masturbating, they're some kind of aberrant. (laughs) Apparently, they don't want to talk about the chores and, you know, what you did at your stupid job all day either. They just want to get off. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a best-selling book that this woman has written. Brownback listened to a whole parade of speakers like this. Uh, But as the Salon article concludes, uh, he has put forward no specific legislation to address the problems that he sees with pornography. He has mentioned several possible options, including a law that would encourage families to file civil suits against porn producers if they felt harmed by the material. Now, that's interesting. He's taking the old Dworkin thing where women could sue, and now he's like, men, too. Just blame it on pornography. Everybody, children, pick up the phone, start suing. (laughs) Mom, the dog ate my homework, and pornography is ruining my life. I have to sue. So that's one of his ideas. However, it's a strategy that might put Brownback at odds with many of his Republican peers who have championed restrictions on civil litigation. (laughs) You kind of don't want to tangle with all those people who are trying to beat down the lawyers. Brownback also talked about a federal public education campaign along the lines of Anti drug advertising to inform Americans about the dangers of watching explicit sex. I certainly hope the hair growing on the palms is part of the presentation. Finally, He spoke of possibly expanding the law to ban certain types of pornography beyond the current obscenity statutes. But he was repeatedly cautioned by one of the witnesses, a man named Rodney Smola. I hope I'm saying his name right. The dean of the University of Richmond School of Law, who said that any such effort would likely be shot down by the courts. I don't know how this guy sneaked in, but he's giving Brown back a very important reality check. While well, Brownback wasn't to be deterred, he asked the panel's legal experts if the courts might be moved to whittle away at the First Amendment in the face of a public health crisis. <laughs> Are we getting to the point of evidence where a court would be willing to say that this is enormously harmful, Brownback asked. My simple answer is no, said Smola. <laughs> and a few minutes later, the hearing was gaveled to a close, ending for several months at least, all the official talk about masturbation on Capitol Hill. This is from a report by Michael Shearer at Salon.com, which uh, goes into even more detail about all the different panelists, but I I hope I've read you some of the highlights. It's interesting to me how it's a bit like the old gnawing on a bone thing, where the folks against pornography, they just can't leave it alone, and I've noticed more and more that the interest in battling pornography is addressing the question of masturbation up front. It used to be masturbation was actually left alone. There was this sort of idea that there was certain kinds of pornography that were dangerous or violent or were encouraging rapists. That was the thrust of the anti-porn movement of years past, that there was this stuff that was beyond the pale. But now it 's the notion that you don't have time to have sex that pornography is replacing your sex life that pornography is better than real sex, and that masturbation has taken over your life, which is actually a real a real throwback i mean we're we're in the time machine <laughs> we're going back to kind of uh, rants and raves against onanism that's where this thing is heading is these Philosophies which are based on a fundamentalist interpretation of the Bible. And because there are so many little bits and pieces in the scripture,